the Fixtures Podcast, Game Week 2, Episode 3, whatever you want to call it. Um, today we are without Nikki, we are Nikki-less, and uh, I'm joined today by Mike Balzano. What's up? And Mark Naom. I'm back. Did I get it right that time? Yes, sir. Okay, excellent. <laughs> Hi, Mark. What's up, Mike? Um, so, Mark has returned from, uh, Canada, and, uh, we got a lot to catch up on. Um, so, let's kick things off at the top. Uh, we're gonna go Arsenal 2, Burnley 1. Um, was Arsenal lucky in this game? Probably a little bit. Um, (laughs) I feel like... We definitely had a bunch of shots off. I mean, Nick Pope is a legend after that game. But <laughs> like, Yeah, but um, yeah, maybe a little bit of luck in there. I think Burnley really surprised me when it came to their attack. I didn't expect to see them getting the shots off that they were getting off. Uh, I don't really see much out of Burnley in general. So being able to sit there and watch that, I was really thrown off by how many shots uh, Ashley Barnes and uh, Chris Wood were getting off. Yeah, they did well. It was kind of weird because they're 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 doing well this season, much better than I thought they would. I had them pinned to go down. Yeah, me too. I don't I don't think so anymore. I think they're a much worse team. I don't know. I uh, still I still don't believe it until I see it. So. I know, it seems almost <laughs> and like I did pl- see that game, but like I I feel like they're still going to get run over later on in the season. I think this is just them starting with a fresh start. Probably, but if they can get enough points at the, in this and keep this run of Well, and that's the going, thing is they did drop... They did drop the, points, yeah. but against Arsenal. So, I mean... Well, and the other thing was, weren't they up 1-0? I think so, yeah. Oh, yeah. no, it was, it was uh, Lacazette who scored the first goal. Absolute perfect goal. Oh, yeah, that was Lacazette beauty. in the 30, 13th minute, Barnes in the 43rd, and then Aubameyang in the 64th. We should probably do that for, like, every game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Explain when they scored. Sure. Um, this might be a departure from the, you know, long ball kicking uh, Sean Dyche were meeting uh, Burnley that we saw past season. So that's exciting for them. Hopefully they can – hopefully they'll be more fun to watch this season than others. Yeah. My God. I've been enjoying them so far. So All right, moving on. Yeah, not much to talk about in that game. I think Arsenal got lucky here, which is weird because they were at home against Burnley. What, at Burnley, the other note for that was Burnley has never beaten Arsenal at home. Never got right? points actually for uh, off Arsenal in the Premier yeah. League. But uh, and then Sean Dyche accused Arsenal of cheating. That was rich coming from him. But. <laughs> and then uh, we we asked, we got our our moment finally of seeing uh, David Luiz and Guendouzi on the uh, field together. And they look exactly the same. Yeah, I show Bob and his son. <laughs> so, speaking of Ganduzi, real quick, he's nineteen or twenty, something like that. I don't, I don't know how he's already broken into the squad, and he looks so good. It's insane. It's the hair. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ask <right>. Fellini. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, um, this episode's probably not going to be an hour and a half long. But no promise. You say it that, is. but what we, uh, <laughs> you don't know where, where we're going with this. <laughs> we were shooting for under an hour. All right. What's so, next? So um, we'll just talk about how long the podcast is to fill time um, <laughs> that we don't need to fill. Um, <laughs> 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 it's like it's like when you go on stage, you have a thirty-minute set. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Uh, up next, Southampton 1, Liverpool 2. Um, that was a weird game. <laughs> yeah, so, I, w- I wasn't expecting that one to be the one that uh, was nil-nil for, through, the, through halftime, right? 
No, because yeah. Mane scored right right oh. on the half. Oh, yeah. okay. Because, I mean, Liverpool played, like, complete garbage for almost 45 minutes, and then Mane out of nowhere with that think, rocket. Do you it, think the Super Cup had anything to do with that? Oh, oh for absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. I don't doubt How that How do you feel about second. that? I, I made my opinion on that clear last uh, last podcast. I think it's dumb. And, I, and The moment it went into extra time, on Wednesday, I was just panicking because I'm like, this is <laughs> not good. Because, again, I mean, we're starting our full squad because, I mean, you want to win the Super Cup. You yeah. don't want to just do, write it off and be like, all right, we're just going to let Chelsea win it. I mean, we can't let Chelsea win it. Um, <laughs> Tin pot trophy. So, I mean, we still needed to give it our all. And, I mean, we did and we won it, which, I mean, it wasn't even our all. But, um but it definitely takes it out of the players to have to travel to Istanbul and back and play 120 minutes plus penalties and then come back and play against Southampton on Saturday and pretty much the same starting 11. So that's not easy, and I think it definitely took a toll on them, and they definitely looked tired that first half. Uh, but they picked it up definitely in the second half. They looked really good. Well, they didn't want to drop points. Uh, no, no, no. And I mean, and I think it just shows the resolve of that team. I mean, they could have easily been... For, that, that game could have easy, easily finished 4-0. And it should have. It should have. Because um, Southampton is not a, a good side this year. Definitely not. Uh, yeah. Shea Adams looked pretty good, though. I will say that he was one bright spot for Southampton. Um, uh, yeah. Their midfield looked okay. If Danny Ings yeah. wasn't Danny Ings, he would have buried a second chance. That would have been sad. <laughs> well, and let's, uh, let's, of course, talk about the moment of the game. Um, Adrian, of course, throwing the ball, amazing, or kicking the ball right into Danny Ings. You you know what that reminded me of? The goal. Did it remind you of Allison last year when he did the same thing? No, Lewis Carrius. Carrius when he did the same. Is this like a running thing for Liverpool? When he did the same thing. And he only did that once a week. (laughs) Why does Liverpool just do that? Like, yeah. And then, uh, I, yeah, Klopp, even after the game, said something to be effective. Now, you know, he was just taking after Allison. Now he's really a Liverpool goalkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> well, he would only he only said that jokingly because they won. Oh, yes. Like. No. I, mean, I don't think he would have been happy with a draw. Oh, no. Oh, God, no. No, no, no. I think he would have been furious with the draw, especially after that. And, I mean, I don't... I mean, it was never really that nervy in that second half, even after that second goal went in. I mean, Danny Ings had that chance that was quite good but it wasn't I don't think it was anything we were never in any real danger I don't think well and that's the thing too like I said last week Southampton they have a great team for the championship that's that's all I can say because they're not a yeah. premier they're not good enough to keep competing in the Premier League no even against a very tired Liverpool yeah so. I, if I could redo my uh redo my picks I would put Southampton at 20 at this point Oh no, no! I I still have Newcastle, which we'll get to in a moment. But I, Newcastle's beyond hope, I think. Um, but we'll get there in a moment. Um, up next, we have Brighton one, West Ham one. So well, we just watched the highlights on this one, thankfully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so a little yeah. behind the scenes there for you. Is Brighton does is good. Find yeah, out what time. the heck? <laughs> yeah, Brighton put on a good display. Could have easily been two one Brighton. It should have been VAR making the uh, Leo Trossard first goal. 
making calling it offsides. Uh, there's a lot of debate whether VAR should be used in those circumstances because the call is so tight and the <laughs> camera can only capture so many frames per second. It was because it was a scoring goal or scoring moment, though. I feel like they have to do it every time somebody scores. Or at oh, least right, when it's I mean, questionable. How can we guarantee it's 100% accurate yeah. is the question. It's because players move so fast and the camera only captures so many frames per second. That you, it, if you, But if you do see that highlight, he was just very slightly offside. And it was so close, but he lined up offside. And the, the whole thing was that the ball missed the person that it was going to, and Dan Byrne was the one who picked up the ball who was standing in offside position at the beginning of it. Only by like you this know, was off of a half free kick. foot. Even. Yeah, yeah. But on, other than that, I mean, I mean, you can't really knock Brighton for that. But Brighton looked, I mean, very attacking uh, for once. I mean, I remember the Brighton that kind of sat back, took you know, took it. But now with Grand Potter, hopefully they're you know entering a new era of attacking style. Yeah, they. Oh, I think they are. I think he's done a fantastic job so far. Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of sad that I put them in. I'm kind of sad that I put them in that. Uh, in that relegation spot, um, I think Brighton has a bright future. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. They definitely don't look like the worst team in the league, or even close right now. So, but that could of course change. There's still a lot of games left here. Um, everybody's kind of young and hopeful, except for maybe Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> Newcastle's already. They already accepted their fate. Um, so, yeah, so that's Brighton-West Ham 1-1. And, of course, Chicharito getting the goal away from a pretty weak West Ham side, obviously missing Felipe Anderson and uh, Sebastian Haller. But they got Pablo Fornells out there. They got Manuel and Zini. Yeah. I they mean, should they be have, playing better. Antonio. They have, yeah, but they're missing. It doesn't matter. They, they should be able to at least maintain. Well, and I they think did. they did, yeah. So, I don't know. I, I'm still not that impressed by West Ham. I think that they... Aren't should one of the stronger sides, and they be should be doing, doing better. better. They yeah, are. they should be doing better than they are. Absolutely, West Ham and, and underperforming. Name a name a more iconic duo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what's next? Um, up next we have Everton one, Watford nil. This is one I missed the highlights one, for. One <laughs> of only two clean sheets. Yeah. The other one being Sheffield United. Uh, <laughs> all weekend, a lot of goals scored. Um, Everton kind of being good at defending. Um, strange. I mean, they've got a is it, pretty all right back line. Is it that Everton is good at defending, or is Watford just in shambles right now? Because I don't think Watford looks great so far to start no. the season. You don't think Welbeck up front is the best striker? I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, yeah, Watford is not is kind of floundering a bit right now. Um. They really didn't put on much of a showing in this game. Um, two shots, eight, or eight shots, two on target. Yeah, and I mean... Well, and they, they just, they, they ride Troy Deeney so much. I don't know if he's really good. More than a season, <laughs> you know, he, striker for this. Yeah, he's, it, yeah, they're going to rely on him a lot, and it's unfortunate. But because I he's not I don't think he's I a think, quality player that you can rely on. And they have they have points. great youth. They have Penaranda and they have uh what's the other guy? The um shoot. We're prepared for this, I swear. Um <laughs> but they have Penaranda and they have another um another striker. 
that's young, that's good. Um, and of course, De La Feu. Oh, Andre Gray is okay too, but um, yeah, I think De La Feu is is should be good enough at that point too, but. Yeah. It's Watford. But you can't forget. I mean, Everton, Everton's defense on paper even is pretty Their all right. Their whole team on, on, def- on paper is fantastic, and uh, they should be better. I think. I mean, I think that it's not their year this year, obviously, because, you know, it's never Everton's you could year. Say, but you could say it's somebody's year at any time, and yeah. it's just, yeah. But, you know, Dean and Coleman, I mean, on each, uh, on each flank look pretty good. Yep. And, uh, you know, Dean, with that clearance that kind of ended up accidentally being an assist, that was... Nice for him. <laughs> yeah, Luca Dini is a is a strong. Was he left back? Right. Yeah. Yeah, he's strong on that left side. So I I have no doubt that Luca Dini and Coleman, and then they also have Michael Keane and uh, who's the other center back? It would have been Kurt Zuma last year. Oh, thank uh, God it's not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's Chelsea's. You know what? That might have that might have been why Everton had such a like rough going at defense last year. But you know, and of course Jordan Pickford holding holding the sticks. But I just recently know. learned that they got him from Preston, so that's kind of cool. <laughs> but in, uh, in like 2015, I don't know. Everton seemed pretty good, and of course Bernardo taking his chance there. Yeah, can't, can't mistake him. Yeah. So. Uh... That's Everton 1, Watford 0. Moving on, uh, we have Norwich 3, Newcastle 1. Pookie party. I just remember getting message after message from Ryan like, Oh my god! <laughs> Pookie again! Uh, I never would have expected him to be putting up the numbers that he is so far. If he actually manages to <laughs> maintain this, year. this and win Golden Boot, <laughs> I will be I will absolutely shocked. He has an average I of swear. two goals per game, so he's going to score 76 goals this season. <laughs> <laughs> Better than last season in the championship. He's, he's the finish sniper, um, the legend of Norwich. Yeah, he's leading the race for the Golden Boot right now, tied with Raheem Sterling. So That's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> to think the golden boot race would be Raheem Sterling, Timu Puki, and Ashley Barnes. 2019, <laughs> everyone. Uh, welcome, welcome to the new wow. FIFA. <laughs> and of course, we will say we're only two games in. There's a lot that can change. Oh, yeah, of course. So, disclaimer. And it was against Newcastle. I don't so. think, I, I really, really don't think that Timu Puki's going to win the golden boot or even <laughs> be in the running. Um, well, you're wrong, so. <laughs> It's three against Newcastle. So. <laughs> yeah. To be um, fair, Aubameyang can score three against Newcastle, so basically we're getting relegated. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Newcastle, of course, I think we've mentioned it. They're in trouble. <laughs> they're in a lot of trouble right now. Um, well, they defended I, against Arsenal pretty well. Um, but that was also four out of eleven of our starters. <laughs> They still defended decently for that, and maybe that means that they're going to be ready for the championship. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look at this—they got Matt Ritchie out on left wing back. <laughs> um, what are they doing? They're playing Steve Bruce ball. So yikes! Yeah, it's Steve Bruce is not the man to be in charge of that side because they're still they're still uh, they're still you know leaning on John Joe Shelby. 
John Joe Shelby. He scored, man. Like, I know. You, you can't knock him. For I, but, like, what about in three years when, you know, he's He'll gone? be 30. He's 27? He's 27. I thought he was, like, 35. No, no. <laughs> no, he just he, looks 35. Looks like yeah, he's 27. He looks like it. <laughs> That yeah, looks like Groove from Despicable. He does. <laughs> or uh, Voldemort. Yeah, he also looks like, like the that, opposite yeah. of having no nose. Oh yeah, he does look like Voldemort. Take away <laughs> that nose. Yeah, that's that's Voldemort right there. Um, yeah. So they're gonna be in trouble though. Um, and I think their only chance of survival at this point is the unlikely situation that they get rid of Steve Bruce and have a very very good January window. Um, scroll down a little bit on the on the bench here. Why? There's so many better options out here. <laughs> I don't understand it. Anyway, Newcastle is. Well, they don't have a good striker. They really don't. Jolinton is not worth forty million. Is not whatsoever. like he's fine and he's young, but he, at this point, Newcastle doesn't need a young up and coming striker to lead the line. They need somebody who's seasoned and can score goals. Well, that's to, why they have Muto, but he's not that you, great. Uh, yeah, no, score you score enough goals to really keep you up. And Almiron is is an assister. He's not gonna. Yeah, I don't really know why he's playing goals. striker there. Well, I think he's playing more of a, a shadow striker role. Okay. Um, well, so yeah, basically Newcastle. You know the same that they've they've been this season. So we'll yeah. see what happens coming up, but something's gonna have they're to change need, in that yeah, lineup. They're gonna need to turn it around quickly, otherwise. The they still got the winter transfer window too, that they m- maybe can bring in somebody on loan or something. But we'll see. Yeah. Well, you know they can maybe they can do a great escape just like uh, Leicester and Sunderland did. I could see them, and that was the thing too. Is that that's why I put them at seventeenth is because I can still see them surviving, but just barely. Mm-hmm. I can't. Uh, Not in the current Not currently Um, Up next we have Aston Villa 1 Bournemouth 2 I was Okay Poor Aston Villa I don't say poor Aston Villa For this one I mean The first goal was their fault Oh, it's Douglas Louise's fault. That was a terrible pass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, he tried to he tried to leave it for someone, and he left it just straight for. Uh, he gave it right to yeah. them, and they just yeah. walked it in. Yeah. Oh, for uh, Harry Wilson, young up and coming. Yeah, Harry Wilson looked fantastic in that game. Oh yeah, um, of course he looks fantastic. He's he he fantastic looked like the best player. player on the field for both teams. He probably was. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, overall, yeah, uh, I think Bournemouth actually looked better in that game. Aston Villa looked. Terrible. They looked like they didn't even want to play that game, so they had, it really wasn't that surprising. And also, but I mean, like, sure, you can also say, you know, they let in a goal on their own. Like they they messed up at the beginning. It was like one minute into the game that yeah, they Tom gave Heaton, up that goal. Tom Heaton's uh, yeah. penalty. So, you know, like that. That's just that's that. You know that once that happens, you're in a weird mindset, and you. you oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, it's a shame though, because I, I think this was a winnable game for Aston Villa. It um, should have been. They, it should have been, especially against the Bournemouth side that's not really doing that well, as of right now. Like, I think that Bournemouth looked fantastic in that game. Um, I actually sat and watched that game. I would say Bournemouth looked much better this week than they did the previous week and i think it's because they got that su- that's that early momentum well right yeah i mean how much of it was bournemouth playing well versus villa Born- playing bournemouth rattling yes. aston villa and keeping them kind of questioning them you know questioning it and 
Catching them off their guard. Because, yeah, I mean, when an early goal goes in like that, it, it does rattle you. And especially, you know, um, when you get two goals early on, mm-hmm. playing most of the game 2-0 down is not easy. It's They got they were lucky enough to get the one goal back. but And that was a banger. It was Douglas Louise is you know he I guess he kind of redeemed himself with that. <laughs> I was I was saying they should they should do the buyback clause and get rid of him because he, he looked he looked awful until that point. Uh, so just pulled it up. Aston Villa had twenty two shots that game as opposed to Bournemouth's twelve. They should have scored. I mean, they really should have. Fr- in front of goal, they I don't I mean have I mean that's what you get when you have Wesley up front. But like, come on. I, I don't yeah. think sixty three percent possession, seven shots on target, yeah. twenty two shots, four hundred and ninety passes to Bournemouth's two hundred and ninety five. Yes, and stats don't win games, guys. Yes, no, exactly. And, I mean, you can learn that in FIFA too. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, but how much of it was Bournemouth really just getting lucky with those goals? Um, it it wasn't. Villa was like I said, they got rattled early, and this was their first home game in the Premier League. And they just they just couldn't maintain the pressure. Can't help but like you know feel bad. I mean, they've made all the signings. They they've you know done everything right off the pitch, but on the pitch they oh, they're just not good enough. Well, their right their now. first game was phenomenal. Was it though? Because I mean they they fell apart hard against Tottenham. It's against Spurs, man. But, well, I know. <laughs> but, yeah, when but, you when you your know. first match is against a team in the top six and you're expecting to do like make an impact, they scored a goal. I mean that that on its own is pretty much a success to me. But I mean, you've seen like newly promoted sides beat out top teams before. I mean, I think Huddersfield beat Manchester United in their first season. That was Huddersfield was a very interesting. Oh, I mean, yeah, weird. I mean, those, those, I mean, those teams can win those games, but I mean, it's. They the problem was Villa, like I said, Villa came out guns blazing, ran mm-hmm. out of energy, and Spurs capitalized. So, well, and I think that was the plan all along, and right. I think that was also Bournemouth's plan in this game too. Uh, it seemed like they wanted to have Villa to have the possession. So, I mean, here's my question for you guys: Is Aston Villa pulling a Fulham? Did they make too many changes, and are they? Uh, is there have they lost their squad harmony? No, no, yeah. Uh, they can play together. That's what that's what Fulham lacked. I mean, like you know, look at that just, the, the central mid pairing with John McGinn, uh, Jack Grealish, Jack Grealish, and uh, who did they start? They started somebody else. This or Douglas Luiz. Uh, I honestly think that the Connor Hurahan starting instead of Douglas Luiz starting was a better option. I think the three of them worked all really well together. So well, I guess we'll see because they spent Douglas a lot of money Lewis. on Luiz. So. But I think their attack is lacking, though. I think Angles is the problem. I haven't seen a very good. Uh, actually, both these guys, Al Mahavadi, yeah, Al Mahavadi. I think these guys are because it seems like everybody's attacking on the left side. Yeah, you can say that Al Mahavadi is a proven, you know, Premier League player, but he's proven to get, I think, relegated with Hull. So I mean, you can't really say too much about him. Exactly. Well, and how do we feel about Trezeguet and El Ghazi? 
Because I feel like I think they just good. did that to pair them with because they're both Egyptian, right? So I, th- I yeah. feel like they just decided to. They're like, oh, we have El Ghazi already, so let's get Trezeguet. They're going off of uh, Ultimate Team rules. So yeah, it that, seems like it. You know, like, but Trezeguet doesn't look too bad. He's he's pretty quick. You know? No, I think yeah, he was okay. Good, but I, I, he got some good crosses into Wesley. And I, I think don't know that Wesley they're can't be finish big goal scorers either. I, I don't think so. I don't. Th- I think yeah, they're no. going to be like another you know, team I don't, that slogs it. And that's I think a problem with his teams. I don't see where the goals come. from. I mean, maybe John Jack McCann. Rich. What are you talking John, about? Jack, yeah, but they have a front three who aren't going to be scoring goals. They're going to be, you know, they're going to be hoping that John McGinn and Jack Douglas are going to be scoring. Louise. Douglas, hopefully, Douglas Louise. If he keeps that up, do that every week. He'll he'll be the new Ruben Neves. <laughs> we'll see. All right. Well, uh, that's uh, Aston Villa one, Bournemouth two. Um, moving on, we have potentially I have the biggest smile on my face right now. <laughs> potentially the game of the week. Manchester City 2, Tottenham 2. Ew. What a game this was. Um, first of all, I just need to say, Kevin De Bruyne is unbelievably good. He he was, a, he was a man game. on a mission. He bossed this game. He's back after last so season. hard, and I I I I I mean I don't feel bad for City after this draw, but I do feel bad for him because I really feel like his teammates let him down in this case because he played so well, so well, and they just didn't they they just didn't see it through, um, and I mean. It's it's a strange situation um, because City obviously dropping points doesn't happen often, and it's hard to pick out a weak link in especially this, at home in this side. Oh, especially at home. Um, I thought Gundogan did not do very well. Um, I don't think Otamendi did very I thought, well. I thought Rodri was kind of a joke too. I didn't think he was um, that strong either. I, I think Bernardo, Bernardo Silva had a, a very quiet game. He's he had, had a one quiet start. Of, he had one. Well, he didn't play last yeah, game. This is his first game. And I mean, he had he had one good moment of some good skills, but I mean, he really was quiet most of the game. Um, Do you think that's going to forfeit his spot though? As a start, uh, Mara, Mara's did do pretty well. well Mara's has looked the, fantastic the thing so far. Is, is with in the Pep Guardiola side, everyone in this team will be rotated. Everyone, yes, and that's just how it's, that's just how he, Pep plays. No, there is no guaranteed starter. There's no, there, there isn't. And well, I mean, I mean, if you look at that bench, anybody could be starting. Oh, exactly. A- anybody on that bench would be starting anywhere else, and everybody will start. Yeah, everybody will start in that side. I guarantee you. Uh, uh, and that Jesus includes start, Phil Foden. David Silva will start. Phil Foden will start games. Fernandinho will start games. Mares will start games. Cancelo will start games. Uh, every single person on that bench is going to start some games this season. And, I mean, that's just the way City is. Bernardo Silva didn't play last week. He played this week. Um, and I don't think that necessarily, just because he had a quiet game this season. R.I.P. your time. fantasy team. <laughs> I, oh, I know. That's why it's so hard picking City Two players points. in your, in your, uh, in your fantasy team because Pep's wheel of rotation keeps on spinning. Yep. Um, you know... For the first goal, I know I'm kind of changing topics real quick, but oh, no, you know, fine. first goal, 
Ederson, what is you doing? <laughs> <laughs> he was, yeah, he was, he was off his mark, and Lamella oh, caught him off guard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lamella uh, is a man on a mission right now. He wants to I stay this, in the starting. Uh, and I, I, I say this, and I get, I, I get laughed at when I say this. I don't think Ederson is that good. I think he's top I think three. He's, I think in the he's, Premier League, maybe. Yes. He's far too rash with his decisions. I feel like he this that's not the first time I've seen him. But would you start Bravo Saudi over him? No, 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 no. Well, no, that's no, the no, thing. No, no. They don't. They didn't buy a new keeper, so no, they have. No, this is their options. I mean, but I, I, I think. Well, I don't. I don't, and I think he would be a good keeper. He just needs to be told to stay on his line because. Well, and Pep uh, does yell at him because uh, I mean uh, the the Liverpool game uh, was it last year comes to mind where. Sure. Um, Ederson got caught off his line at about half field, and Salah just chipped it over. Well, him. and you saw Kane try for that too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Kane Kane tried from like where Harry Winks is on this on this stat thing. Yep. So like it's pretty yeah, far it back. Before, yeah. yeah, it was from about the halfway line. It was before the halfway line. line. Yeah, he was just like with us, yeah, which is everyone listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No. So yeah, I think Ederson. He, and I get that that's kind of what Pep wants him to do and why he's picking him over Claudio Bravo is because yes. he wants somebody who's good with his feet who's going to be able to play out at the back. But Yes. It, and, I mean, that's kind of the risk you take with a keeper like that. But it, yes. it's, it's – I feel like he can be a little bit more disciplined and stay closer to his goal so he doesn't get caught out like that again again and again <laughs> absolutely so. i think he's i think they're becoming a little complacent with the with the team that they have i mean um they're basically league winners like you know sure already with just the players that they but have they could they could easily have brought in better center backs of course and they oh, could have brought yeah they started uh you know stones and automendi well one of those two this one, yeah, it, was, it was laporte and yeah Ottomendi and i think yeah. americ laporte is is a huge joke i have never seen him play a good game I, I think their center backs are going to come back to bite them because they don't really have yes. The, uh, Vincent Company. You can play over the top of that team forever, and they're, somebody is eventually going to beat them. Zinchenko didn't look great either. No, he definitely looked tired. He looked very good the first game, though. I will yes, say. I will he say was, that too. Uh, but uh, he did get injured um, a little bit more than halfway through the game, so I will give him that. He got injured, and there was there was no more uh, subs. I think the Spurs' biggest thing their biggest issue was starting Kyle Walker Peters in this game uh as a right back uh unproven in the Premier League it was just gave them a weak spot and that's that's why Sterling was able to score so easily and that's why they just kept attacking that side because Kyle Walker Peters can't mark well yet he's still learning so Toby had to move over and then we we it was just a, it was a bit of a mess. Yeah, if there's a right back in the league to pocket uh Sterling it's definitely not Kyle Walker Peters. Yeah. Not yet at least. <laughs> um well and I mean I it was it was unbelievable that first half watching Kevin De Bruyne just slice I open, thought we were going to have another Champions just League sliced, game. <laughs> just sliced open that that Tottenham defense on several occasions. And I mean there was a couple chances where Bernardo Silva Blew it. Um, I think Aguero blew a couple, and I mean, City should have done better here. I with I think they could have scored more. Bright spot for Spurs was Christian Eriksen started, and, and he looked great. He, he, yes, he looks yeah. like he looks right back into form. Uh, I think last year's issue was the World Cup wear. Um, 
and the stress of finding out what he was going to do with his future. I think he still has that on him, but he looks a lot more relaxed now. Well, I think he knows. I mean, his contract's up after this year. He's not signing anyone. I think he's, you know. He could either re-sign with us or I think he he's mentally he's prepared to leave because, you know, most teams in Europe would want him. He's, I mean, he's pretty sure. good, so. And, of course, Lo Celso coming on for Spurs. I didn't get to watch it, so I can't say. Um, but He um, came on pretty late. Um, yeah, it was like the 80th minute or something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah he really sub. didn't do too much. Um, but but it was at that point that we were just like, shut it down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, okay, and I think that leads us to the, the, mom- the point, moment yeah. of the game. Um, Gabriel Jesus. and Comes on as a sub. This has happened before, by the way. Well, yeah, and I first, without I think bar. Let's, let's 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 start with the whole with the whole chain of events. Gabriel Jesus gets subbed on. Sergio, Sergio Aguero gets pissed. Gets pissed. Throws a tantrum at Pep. Is screaming at Pep. Screaming at the assistant um, that he's coming off. Which I mean, first of all, if you have a team with two good strikers, you're subbing them at the 60th minute. Every chance. Just I'm, about, so, yeah. I'm sorry. There, if I mean, there, Sergio Aguero and, and Gabriel Jesus are very closely matched in terms of in terms of skill level. They're different yes. types of strikers, but I, I mean, I would rate them near each other. Yes, They're not, it's I not agree. like it's not like a case, um, you know, where you have Harry Kane and then your backup is is. Is what um, it was, Lorenzo. You don't even have yeah. one right now. <laughs> yeah, like you don't even have a backup. Like you, you can't sub off Kane. Lucas Mora, I guess. Yeah, I mean, so, but I mean, when you have two good strikers, you're ma- you're subbing them off the 60th minute to keep them fresh, especially Pep Guardiola, because he's going to play both strikers every single game. Sure. And there'll be games where Gabriel Jesus starts and Aguero comes on at the 60th minute. It's just the way it is. Yep. Um. So that happens. Followed up by a goal that is disallowed by VAR due to a handball in the box. So this is the dumb thing. And this, so it was a good call for the rule that it is. Because the rule states that if a goal happens off of a handball, it is disallowed. No matter what. Yes. So you can't be mad about it because that's the actual written rule in black and white. You know, like, this is this is it. You now, have to follow no, this rule. The new rule. This is the new rule. Yes, but they wrote year. it down. Well, yes. It's, so like, written I, in paper. It doesn't make it no, seem like... No, I don't, and I don't think you can be upset with VAR in this game because VAR got it right to the, to the letter of the law. As it's it, just as it funny stands. because it's City. The, the argument <laughs> is, is the handball rule too much? I mean, remember that one time that, you know, Callum Chambers had his hand in front of his chest and got called for a penalty? So I think the ha- I think handball rules are getting way out of hand now. I mean, well, the biggest issue with this, too, is that now. it did also hit one of our hands, our being Spurs. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that I feel like even though, yes, that makes sense to disallow it, I feel like, it, it, you know, it went in off a Spurs hand. And well, first it went off of it, um, Laporte. Laporte. Yeah. And then it hit. Ali skips hand, and then it went in the net. But yeah. well, and I think so. The new ruling is that if 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 the ball hits someone's hand and it leads to a goal, that it is automatically disallowed. Yes. The reasoning for this and the reasoning for the removal of the if the hand is in an unnatural position rulings that was prior is. Because, um, and Hans brought this up, so credit, credit to him, um, my cousin, um, <laughs> that 
it's too easy for players to fake a a and fake a handball and lead to, do it on purpose yes. and make it look like an make it look like an accident and then sure. it lead to a goal. That makes sense. Um so it's a hard rule to judge because you don't want players taking advantage of that and and we've seen time and time and time again that Players will take advantage of any loophole they can in the yes. rules. And, and until they're patched, that there will be players who are doing stuff that they shouldn't do. Well, and the other thing you have to keep in mind is it goes by so fast. The refs aren't going to see it. That's why they need the, the VAR decision right. for that. And I think without VAR, well, without VAR, this is a goal. I, yeah. I would, oh, I, yeah, I, of oh, course. Absolutely. There's just no way. Of course. Um, and but I, every goal is reviewed, and that, every that's exactly reviewed. why it happened. And I mean... So I think Pep just hasn't gotten used to VAR yet, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, you can't you can't do any tactics against that. That's just bad luck. So no, and I mean, how and many it, times has it happened? And it Name got, a better pair. <laughs> and Laporte's hand was not in an unnatural position under the old rulings. I roll it as a goal personally, um, because his hand was not somewhere where it shouldn't have been. It was uh, it was to his side where it it where you'd expect a hand to be. And the ball just happened to be bouncing around the box and hit his hand. So, sure. the other uh, argument that I heard too was that nobody on Spurs protested it. Nobody was saying he did a handball because they all no, thought it was a goal. No, I don't think so. I don't. I think everyone on that field was just as shocked to find out that that was the goal was disallowed. Yeah. And I mean, I think Poach laughed it off. Oh my because, god! <laughs> and I think Pep laughed it off too. Because what else could he do? Yeah, what yeah. can you do in that situation? I mean, yeah, I mean it's just uh, it's just unbelievably bad luck. And I mean, of course, the Sergio Aguero uh, Pep embrace after the goal. Yeah, that's that's also funny because that ended up washing itself out too. Yeah, which was uh, which was also ruled um, off by uh, VAR. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well. Uh, I, th- I think uh, if they if they have a vote next season to keep VAR or get rid of it, I think we already know City's vote. Um, <laughs> well, I, no, that's not going to happen. I mean, and like I've said before, VAR is going to have growing pains. These are the growing pains that yes. we have. And I mean, the fact of the matter is, is that VAR has not gotten anything wrong at this point, yes. according to the law. Yes. This is purely the new handball rule, not VAR's fault. Yes. Um, this is literally everything was legal. Everything followed the rule, and the call was made correctly. But you know, if and this it's is, a frustrating call for City fans because they don't get it yet. Yeah. And I mean, I guess Spurs fans wouldn't get it either. So <laughs> you know, well, I think it, it, it is the growing pains. If that happens to any team in the league, yes. I'm sorry, I don't care who you are. Yes. The manager is going to be upset. The player is going to be upset. Everyone's going to be claiming how the handball rule is terrible. VAR is terrible. Yes. Because it, it happened to them. And I mean, it's going to happen to most of the teams in the Premier League at some point this season, where there is going to be VAR calls that would have been a goal. I mean, we've seen so many already, and we're only in game week two. Like, there's going to be so many calls that are going to be ruled as no goals from VAR because of either really, really close offsides that never would have been called before, or 
from these this handball rule. We and there's going to be penalties from this handball rule. I feel too. like this handball rule is not going to make that much of a difference. I, I don't goal. like it. I, it's, I, the unnatural position just worked. I mean, obviously, yeah. unnatural position was like different to different. Yeah, the you know, problem with that was it was you, it was gray. But yeah. can you claim in t- a time where? It, but there's even a potential like I don't nothing comes to mind last year of anybody trying to exploit that rule I yeah I don't think uh, it's not possible I can't think of it off the top of my head but I'm and sure there course, was a moment if anybody should be upset about a change to a handball rule it should be the guy whose team lost the Champions League final to a handball ruling <laughs> <laughs> lest yes, we forget tea. Yes. But, you know, um, um, which I mean, and I feel like that's, I feel like that's more of a danger with the new handball ruling than it was in before where it's a potentially a, a, a player faking it. Now you run the risk of players intentionally shooting for the hands to get that handball ruling. That's fair. This is, I that's feel like that's debatably what happened in the Champions League final. I wonder if Mane, on pur- purposely, it's not like it's an easy thing to it's do. It's not though. an easy thing to do, but, but I mean, but in that, especially in that case, it was a close, tight one on one. Sure. And he kind of just blasted the ball into his chest, and he went to block it, and and it's just the uh, you know your yeah. gut reaction yeah, to do yeah. that. Yeah. And I think that's going to be. I think that's a very easy thing to take advantage of. Sure. That's a whole new can of worms that both us and of course Sean Dice will open later. <laughs> so. uh yeah. So yeah, that's Spurs. That's Spurs City, and so yeah. So there's some food for thought. We'll see how things play out with the VAR and the handball, and um, uh, what was the other one? Goalkeepers can no longer uh, throw the ball into the uh, into the op- opposition oh, from, yeah. their own, from their own box. Where did that rule come from? Did <laughs> somebody I've actually do never that? Never seen it happen. No. Then why no. is that even? Oh my god! Why was that even addressed? Closing the loophole. Precautionary rules. <laughs> anyway, yes. Yeah, so uh, yes. So there's a new ruling that a goalkeeper can can no longer throw the ball from their own box across the entire field into the opposing's goal. If that happens, it is no longer considered a goal. Amazing. Which I vote it should be considered a goal because that is quite a feat. And so I said impressive. it should be two goals because <laughs> wow. <laughs> At that point, you just well, deserve the win. Just whipping the ball back and forth, <laughs> trying to get the two points. If you uh, can throw it over eleven people, I am hey, impressed. To be fair, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm very oh, impressed. Man. All right, they're just gonna start picking up goal, uh, quarterbacks from the NFL <laughs> <laughs> as goalkeepers. Yeah, it'll stop. They don't care about good with your feet or good with the good shot stoppers anymore. Yeah. There's people who can whip the ball. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, All right, what's next? This next game might make Mike a little happy too. Uh, Sheffield United won Crystal Palace nil. I was blown away by how well Sheffield United played that the game. The only other clean sheet this week, the other one being Everton. Yes. What a weird game. Yes, I know. Crystal Palace are going to get relegated. <laughs> 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 and still keep Zaha because that's Zaha. their only thing. <laughs> that's all they have oh, left. Oh god, Roy Hodgson's gonna be in the championship. Like I'm not, I'm still not letting go, go of Zaha. It's not <laughs> He's happening. Mine. <laughs> Two hundred million euros. The the rough thing that happened was Callum Robinson did, did get injured, uh, but 
overall, other center back scored. So, <laughs> what else can you say? I, mean, I think uh, Lundstrom is playing was, center he mid. Was playing the, yeah, he was playing, yeah, he was playing center, center mid. I think, I think still, that's just what he's, he's going he to be playing. He's listed as yeah, a he's a center yeah, back. He's, he's, been, he's been playing kind of a defensive midfielder. Well, and that's the thing too is their their center backs. All their center backs go up for the attack. Yes. So, Overlapping center backs, uh, a revolutionary tactic by yes. Chris Longer. <laughs> Until they get destroyed by somebody like City. I mean, if, yeah. they, if they can pull it off against Palace, you know what? More power to them. That's, yeah. that's not bad. It, Palace is actually a pretty good side. So considering what they did, I think that it was a pretty solid uh, day for Sheffield United. And Zaha did start this one. Yeah, he did. <laughs> oh, yeah. Zaha started this. I mean, yeah, this is this is a full strength Crystal Palace yeah, no, they, they weren't. They weren't sitting back. They weren't by any means playing them off. They played them pretty well. I just think Sheffield was the better team that day. I mean, I mean right? And I think we see that because they won. So yeah, <laughs> I well, mean, and then you know, then even midfield. on a draw, I would say that they were the better team. Right. Probably. I mean, yeah, fifteen shots to Crystal Palace is six. Yes. Although only three on targets. That's not great. Well, and the Crystal like, Palace. Actually, think about who's shooting those. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, Crystal Palace actually controlled possession, fifty-eight percent of possession. So yeah, when they went down, Crystal Palace was slowing it down a little bit, and they started controlling controlling the ball a little bit more. Yeah. So, Palace's midfield's an enigma. I don't understand. It's really how. interesting, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I don't know how you can have Milivojevic and Max Meyer in the same. Well, and Max Meyer's playing right mid right yeah, now, that's, which is weird because yeah. he's, he's he is not. Yeah. Uh, oh, either way, he's he's playing uh, out of position, a, a for wing sure. position, yeah. and he's not a winger. Right. Yeah. He he was on the left. On the left. Game. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. Andrews Townsend. He got he got displaced by MacArthur. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Because he's not better than MacArthur. Yeah. Which is, I mean, they brought him in for, like, you know, a boatload of money. I don't know. Well, they, they brought him in on a free. Oh, was it? Yeah. That was one like of the players now. that Schalke <laughs> let, let go. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That, he they're wanted, paying he him. wanted to find a bigger team than Schalke, and he and lost Because Schalke refused to play him. So, I mean, then he's got to be being paid, like, you know, a lot. I mean, free players get paid Decently, a, yeah. lot, a lot more than, you know, players that they paid for. So, yeah. he's... I mean, he doesn't look good at left mid at all. In the Premier League. I mean, just in the Premier League in general. Oh yeah, he's had a rough. He's had a rough going at the, at the Premier League for he, sure. He, you can only help but feel. You can't help but feel bad for him. Like you know, he was like you know, I'm leaving Schalke because I think that was the season that Schalke finished second. Was yes. it? Yeah. Yes. He yeah. left Schalke after they finished second on a free. And Losing like, him well, was a huge mistake for Schalke, I feel. Well, Schalke did well, so much badly. Was, so much Max worse. Meyer was jealous of Goretzka because Goretzka yes. got picked up by Bayern Munich, and and uh, Max Meyer was like, well, I could play at a big team too. And then he was like, I'm not going to sign a new contract. Big teams, come and get me. I feel like I'm and pretty sure a team And Schalke was like, well, you're not playing for us anymore. Yeah, and, then, and then Boy Hodgson <laughs> showed up and was like, well... Come to Crystal Palace yeah. as the only like, person well, that owns a Schalke jersey it. here. He did not. I do. Own oh, you a do. Jersey, oh, okay. Actually, yeah, but um, yeah. I, I don't. I don't get it. Why? Why Palace? He could have. He had offers from other places. I, did I swear. He? Yes. I, before, yeah. We're, but I think they were smaller than Palace. Yeah, like like the say, season I before. The I feel like team. the season before Maybe. he had. Like, I think that was before I started really paying offers. attention to Schalke. Uh, actually, Max Meyer was one of the one of the targets for Spurs for a while, but they they saw all the flaws in him and they let him. Yeah, go. I mean, him going to Spurs that would have been a great move for him. To be fair, I mean, you know, you can't. Knock but Spurs he, for that. is right, he better than Harry Winks? No, <laughs> well, that's that's the kind of move that he wanted because he. I mean, there was, yes. I think there was a lot of people interested in him, but there wasn't a lot of people ready to pull the trigger on that. Yes, or you know, pay him two hundred thousand a week or how yeah. much he's getting paid. Yes, yeah, and I mean, especially when somebody does that sort of thing of I'm bigger than my team that just and, finished. 
second in the Bundesliga. Yeah, you can't you can't say you're bigger than the team that just raised you up. I mean, even Goretz, I'm, I'm not sure how Goretzka handled his exit. To be fair, Goretzka, it was a it was a polite bow out. Yeah, um, but so, he he also. You know, he left on a free. Uh, yeah, so I know. And he, Schalke got screwed by yeah. two players. But he wasn't like parading the fact that you know, oh, I'm so much better than Schalke. Like he, he no, was, no, he, but, like, he was know, very humbled. He, he was, was sad to leave, but yeah. he knew he in his heart that he deserved to play somewhere better. And you know, losing Gratzka destroyed Schalke. That that was that was it for them when it came to playing in Champions League and playing in the uh, playing in just in the Bundesliga that season. We they we almost were relegated. Yeah, fourteenth and fifteenth. Something yeah, bad. Like it was that, very yeah. bad. We we fell very far. But um, but mean, everybody's getting older on that team. Uh, anyway, yeah, Schalke. <laughs> but Palace, honestly, you know, I mean, that the like last season they beat to me. Okay, so City? No, I don't think it was them. To me, think City about it. Before. What would have been the more the biggest detriment to Crystal Palace? Losing Juan Basaka or losing Wilfred Zaha? I think I think Zaka, I, Zaha. I think Zaha is the smaller of the two losses. I think he I think lost so too. More by losing Juan Basaka. I, I think, think so too. Sure. I think Juan Basaka really held it I down think he for was them. The bigger pl- I think he was the better player last season. Uh, yes. Okay, Zaha. I feel like. He he did well, but he should he I mean he he signed that contract he he tied himself down yes. he should have left that he should have left way before signing that contract absolutely I but mean, he knew that he's gonna start and I think that was one of the things that he really wants is to be uh, not only be a prolific player but be the always like yeah, the, the star man, yeah but if he leaves and goes somewhere like United or or City or you know any anywhere Liverpool like he would never be considered yeah. as as one of the top players at that team because his, there's there's better players there yeah and he's like 10 goals and seven assists last season I mean that's not 80 million well also if you think about it Crystal Palace for the longest time had the least amount of goals really for but I think last season for for 70 million Zaha is a good option. Really? For 90 million? I would which say is what which is what Palace wants? No. I don't think 70 million is is I don't think, I think that's it's 60, 60 is the most. I, I would say I would say 55 to 60 would be the In most. In this market, what's he what's he rank, ranked at uh, on transfer market? That's a great. Oh. So. I mean, he's he's at Selhurst Park till he's thirty now with that new contract. He and that's, obviously that's the price not is good be for high. him. Or that is that's awful for him. I yeah, mean, that's not good for him or Crystal Palace. Pa- market value according to transfer market is fifty one million. See, there you go, dollars. Yeah, he's yes. not okay. So it's a little bit more in euros. I would say like, fifty million. Yeah, I, I, mean, I wouldn't. That's the, I wouldn't. Yeah, that's the most ever I would buy want, him so. for more than fifty million. I mean, like you know, Everton saw uh, Alex Awobi for forty thirty thirty five million. Sorry, uh, and that's as a better that's option. A and, yeah, that, first of all, that is a mistake. <laughs> I, I love Awobi, but jeez, but he, I, I still agree, it was a better option than splashing out far too much on Wilfred Zaha. Yes, right, and the problem is, is just. Palace wants too much for him. Yes. No one is going to pay that, and he's stuck in that and that's contract why Hudson wanted forever. It. <laughs> and that's what they wanted, is they wanted to make it either a huge cash-in if he goes, Yes, which no sane club in their right mind is going to pay that. Yeah. Ed Woodward joined the chat. <laughs> <laughs> Let uh, me tell you something. <laughs> Uh, well, United made some interesting moves. And they didn't really make the right one. Make... They, well, they made the right one with Juan Basaka, I feel. Um, and actually, you know what? I think 
even when I talked about this last week, but even though they paid ninety million for Harry Maguire, he's a very very solidified right. center back. Eighty million. Yeah, I think it was eighty five, something like that. that yeah, the around the, I think, yeah. um, but I think, I, I think, I mean, as much crap as Ed Woodward gets, and as much crap as Ed Woodward deserves. Um, <laughs> Do we know this, what happened? This was a fairly good transfer window for them. I think that Kendall was... rated it a C minus, and he said it's because the Bruno Fernandez thing just fell apart. Yes, and, and I mean, he doesn't know how. Of, there was a lot of upset United fans because I think they wanted more. Well, they need a center mid, and they need well, they need a lot of stuff. Um, they need a center mid. <laughs> they need they need a they need a lot of bring Fellaini this, back. The United, the United team needs a lot of help in a lot of areas, but. I think the most pressing issues were solved, which was center back and, and right wing back. back. Yeah. Which those were the two things that they needed to solve. And they brought in Daniel James as a new winger, which they also needed. Um, he's looked pretty all right. Yeah. He's, I, like he's off to a good start. Yes. I don't think it was realistic to expect them to sign well, like eight players. The crazy thing to me is, like is the Bruno million. Fernandez deal was done. And then something happened and they it just disappeared. Right, and I mean that that kind of thing happens, and I mean, I but I mean, I feel like it could have been a lot worse for United. They could sure. have been walking out of this transfer window with a shiny new Gareth Bale, and that's it. Like that that would that, that have a been very that bad of a situation. thing? Yes. Yeah, yes, no, their defense, their defense was in. Yes, could you, you know. imagine another season season of uh, Chris Smalling, Phil Jones, but now you have Gareth Bale on the wing? <laughs> they, I mean, yeah, you, sure, you can start Gareth Bale and Alexis Sanchez both up front. Oh, for they haven't even touched Alexis God, Sanchez. Gross. Yeah, just just uh, think of that front line for a moment. Uh, and, it's, and it's still not going to be good. <laughs> yeah, I think it's funny that Alexis Sanchez got replaced by Daniel James. I, he deserved it. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I'm I'm one to hate Alexis Sanchez, but he was looking bad by the end of his Arsenal. Like his last, like he looked terrible at United was, last year. Oh yeah. So. Oh, god, oh my god. I mean, beyond. I mean, I mean, he was a joke. At, you know, I he shouldn't even be stay there. at Arsenal. <laughs> Think of that. That would have been bad, but you know, I they didn't. I'm not sure. I think it was like a twenty. I think they paid twenty million plus Mkhitaryan. Yes. Mkhitaryan and Sanchez have both looked like so bad. I should have just never happened. He should have just won. Well, won I think Mkhitaryan's been doing better than I think better so than too. Sanchez, but you know Sanchez he's still has woeful. Been an absolute joke. I mean, what, he, I think he scored five goals since he's moved yeah. to United. In a year and a half. Well, well, and he hasn't I, started a lot either. So. Well, no, but I mean, but, that's you know, also part of the issue. Yes. For his wages, he should be starting. Um, but anyway, we'll get to United in a moment. Um, we're not there yet. Uh, Chelsea, Leicester. Chelsea, Leicester. Chelsea won, Leicester City This won. This game ended up being the game that I wanted to watch. Um, um, because I, I felt like I the watch. youth of Chelsea uh, looked... A lot better in this game, uh, and they had Leicester on the ropes for a while. I feel. Um, yes. So I think first the first half, half was Chelsea. Yes. All, the first half was all Chelsea. Mason Mount got a, got the goal. Um, Often, I, they awful. They lined up good. mistake. Yes. And I mean it. Yes, and I mean, but they they got the early goal. They're at Stamford Bridge. They're in front, and I think at that point. The, the, and I think this is what has happened with Chelsea both games so far is both Frank Lampard and his team don't have the experience to see out Premier League games. Uh, and 
this came back to bite them because their second half was terrible. It, it really was. They brought on Tammy Abraham up front. It took off Pulisic. Um, and it, but at least he started. Yeah, yeah, but he really didn't play well. Yeah. Uh, and James Madison stomped all over them. Well, and we can also say right now that Chelsea also played the UEFA Super Cup. Oh, and they were probably yeah, exhausted. That, yeah, too. I kind of forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, but I I don't know. I think this team is. I I and again, had they not taken the lead at start, I would yes, I would have said UEFA Super Cup did them in, but. I don't think it was a, a case of running out of gas. I think you just don't like Frank Lampard. Well, I do. it's not just Frank Lampard. It's the whole team. I mean, they're back four. I mean, you, you got the Spurs and the Arsenal fan here like, yeah, Chelsea looked pretty okay. And then you're like, oh, I don't know, Chelsea. Well, no, I think just between Kurt Zuma, Mason Mount, Tammy Abraham. I don't Pulisic, think Mason Mount's Mason that bad. He scored a goal. I don't think they're bad. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they're bad. I think all those players are good. Even Kurt Zuma is is decent. Yes, he had a howl He has not week, been great but, so far. But, I mean, his time at Everton, he was a decent center back. And I think the the it's not the fact that they're bad. They're not bad players. Um, but, the, we, but they are too young and too inexperienced that when stuff starts to go south, Leicester starts pressing hard and starts getting chances, they fold. Well, and and when United I, starts getting where chances, I credit it they to, fold. That's where I credit it to them playing the Super Cup because I haven't seen them the rest of the season yet. So once they once they start playing more games, we can have a better scope on uh, how Chelsea yeah. reacts to to second half games where they where they go up and they they have that you know that mentality like oh yeah we can we can win this game and then, I, and then I they fall see, apart. I see Chelsea playing very good football this season, but not winning a lot of games. Not okay. The beginning of the season was always going to be bumpy for them. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And I, I mean, there, of course, there's a chance it's going to get better. But I mean, I think it. I mean, you could really see it in Tammy Abraham's body language when he gets subbed on, and almost immediately Lester scores a second goal, and the look on his face of now I'm the person who's now is is in charge of winning this game was too much for him. He should have started. You could tell that he was... But he was probably exhausted. He was just... I mean, when that goal went in, he was just like, oh my... Really? Really? Where's Batshuayi? Yeah. Yeah, why hasn't he played? Like, he's... I mean... I would pick him over Giroud. Yeah, I don't don't like Giroud, obviously, personally, after the... But Batshuayi is an interesting player because I feel like most of his... Most of the time we've seen him play, he's played well. He played his loan spell at Dortmund was good. He plays terrible on Chelsea for some reason. Palace was good, even when he plays for Chelsea, which was rarely before he went on his uh, two season long loan tour. He was scoring goals. Sure, he did well. He did fantastic at Dortmund. He did decent at Crystal Palace. He, he did terrible at Valencia. Uh, yeah, Valencia. But I feel like there's something going on with him in training that he's not getting starts. I mean, it's got to be. Like, there's no yeah. It's got to be. Because, I mean, there's something. He's clearly not showing or putting in the effort to get in the, into the team. And Yes. Because he should be. He should have been be getting playtime at this point. At least from off the bench. There's no reason that I don't. I mean, I don't think Olivier Giroud or Tammy Abraham have showed enough 
between them that they are the two nailed on strikers. Yes. I don't think I, I I mean at this point what's what's the difference bringing Bachuaya in off the bench when you're one up against Leicester? I think it's unfair to also say this this early too though cuz no, I'm, I'm sure I, we will we see Bachuaya. I'm willing to bet you. And if we don't in 2 3 weeks then I'm going to be even more well, shocked. Also, there's going to be an injury. There's always going to be an injury. I mean, so, yeah. And R- right. Sp- speaking of injuries, Rudiger, Ruben Loftus Cheek, Callum Hudson, Callum Hudson, Callum Hudson, There we go. I mean, obviously they're all out. Yeah, they're yeah. And you know, they just sold. They just sold Zappacosta too. I mean, they're losing depth like left and right. Absolutely. If Nicky was here, he'd. He'd be ranting about that yeah, right now, but, say, like, yeah. but now we can. Do, I mean, and you know, you guys are really spoiling this opportunity. This is a time that we can talk as much crap about Chelsea as we want. What you can't talk crap around Nicky for it? Well, no, uh, yeah, here, we, there's no one to defend them. It's unfair yeah, to do true. that. <laughs> we can kick them while they're down. Uh, but you know, I mean, I don't know. I I just I don't think Chelsea is as bad as I initially thought that they would be. No, so, I, again, I don't think they're a bad side. I think they're a very good side, but I think they're a very weak-minded side. But are they top four quality? No, 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 no. I said sixth, I believe. Yeah, and of course, I, I think they'll be lucky to be top ten quality. Honestly, ooh, it's big words. We'll see what happens. And um, James Madison again did pretty well in the game. Oh yeah, James back, Madison back an assist. James Madison actually didn't look very good in the first game, but and actually in the first half of this game he didn't look that great either. But, but eventually yeah. he he seemed to kind of get his footing. But, and again this 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 time around Perez has looked poor. Yeah. Well, and that's that's the thing about Ayose Perez. Ayose Perez is a very streaky player, and that's something that you have to kind of take into account about him. He, when he's on, he'll be scoring. He'll be getting assists. He'll be he'll be a great player. When he's off, he is off. There is no. He's been very. There is no median between those two. Right. Yeah, I think he's been very off so far this season. But you know. I mean, you know. So Ndidi got the late goal. Um, it was off of a header, I believe. Uh oh, uh, a cross by. Uh, I don't. I don't exactly remember. Uh, but yeah, it, it was a cross. Oh, James Madison actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Was, I, yeah. I said that he bagged the assist earlier. And it was what in the sixty seventh or what was it? Yeah, okay. in the sixty seventh minute. Yeah. And, yeah. But you know, um, I mean. Imagine James Madison in that Norwich side. Pookie would be scoring like two hat tricks. They would week. look amazing. Yeah, <laughs> Norwich would I have mean, been. They did. They did just sell him to Leicester a couple seasons. Two ago, seasons so. ago. Yep, that would have been something. Yeah. So, but you know, I mean, he's. he's but they got the up without him. Yeah, I know. You can't. You can't hate him for that. Yeah. So, I mean, and James Madison has looked fantastic. Norwich has looked pretty good. So, I mean, yeah. You can't say. You can't say neither of them has. have Or been. need them. You know, like, yeah. No, neither of them need each need other. Each so. Other, yep. So, I mean, I don't know. Things look positive on James Madison front, even a little bit on the Leicester front. Things look negative on the Leicester front to me. Really? I don't think they're achieving as much as they should have been, but I think they're pretty much where they were last year. Yeah, I mean, two draws in a row to start the season. But is that enough to keep Brandon Rodgers around this long? Ooh, I mean, hold up. I mean, he just he just joined. Here. Yes, yeah, but so is that is is their performance still early? Still, early. Well, what I'd I'm say, saying is 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 the performance like this where they get draw after draw after draw? I'd say Wolves. No, that's Wolves not and what Chelsea they're looking for, are right? Two pretty really tough if, opening if, fixtures. If Leicester City draw, draws against Sheffield United next week, questions alarm, will be asked. Alarm, <laughs> bell, alarm bells are going to start going off. Yes, 
They have a pretty easy run of games over the next two weeks. Yeah, the next two weeks are Sheffield, uh, Newcastle. They have, I mean, they have three games kind of in, in a span of two weeks. So, I mean, they do have that uh, sure. football league cup against Newcastle. But they have three kind of easy opponents. If we don't see some wins coming out of that, it's going to be a tough run. Just say that United is an easy opponent. No, no, no. no, no. Like, Sheffield, Sheffield United, Newcastle, and Bournemouth. Yeah, they're oh, going to okay. be in trouble they when they the play. Next three fixtures. I, I put they Bournemouth and Leicester something. pretty similar. They need, to get, they need to get some stuff out of these fixtures. And yes. if they don't, by the time they hit United and then Tottenham, um, and then Newcastle it's, it's, and Liverpool, it could, be, it could get uh, pretty dicey for them. Great escape again? Who knows? <laughs> this squad's a lot well, better. So. I think if by the time we if they if they have still not won a game by the time they get to face United on the fourteenth of September, mm-hmm. I think questions are starting to get asked about Brendan Rodgers and if we want to keep him around. Sure. Um, but it, yeah, but I would be absolutely shocked if they don't pull off a, uh, at least a win in one of those games. Yep. So, all right, uh, moving on because we're already quite long winded. Wolves um, and United. Wolves won. Manchester United won. United looked fantastic this that first half. This is a cracking half. game. This was such a this is such a fun game to watch. They looked so good the first United, half. United. This is a tale of two halves. Just a, yes. kind of like the last game actually. Yes. I mean, United was insane the first half. They were like you know running like Wolves did not. That have Tony Martial goal was. Oh my! Luke Shaw. Can we talk about how good Luke Shaw is? I never <laughs> thought I would say that sentence in my life. Luke Shaw he's, drew. He's Luke great. Shaw draws three defenders with him yes. on that insane run after starting the attack. Oh my goodness! I love Luke Shaw. <laughs> You wouldn't expect it, no. And he's slow, but like he's but like, what was that? He was faster than Marshall. Yeah, Marshall I, don't, had like, I don't get it. You know, a head start on him. He was, had a lot of uh, he had a lot of adrenaline. Maybe he had some like monster right before he, he went skipped off. on the biscuits. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I think let's jump. So yeah, uh, Anthony Martial scored the opening goal, um, and then we have the penalty where. There was quite a Pug bit of dis- quite a bit of disagreement yeah. over who was taking the. No, penalty. there wasn't a disagreement. No, Rashford no. let him have it. Yeah, but, Rashford you know. was like, "No, you can take it." But like that was that ended up but, being the worst. I didn't see any possible. like any any negativity well, in that. Yes, but um, I mean, I, Gary Neville brought this up and on the Sky Sports show after the show uh, or after the game, where he he was very very upset over this, and he was claiming that this is disgraceful. And that United should have a given penalty taker, and they that they should know who's taking that penalty when that happens. Like this, and they also mentioned. But so many teams do that. Well, and they also meant he also mentioned that the player who just got fouled should not take the penalty because Ooh, they are because too, of an injury risk. No, no not anger. Because if they're already rattled and they're already upset, but I feel like that would be more of a reason to have them take it. Because I feel like with the adrenaline going, they might score. Well, no, he, then that's, gonna, that's when you're going to blast it over yeah. or do something silly because you're going to try to piss off the goalkeeper by trying to chip them or do something kind of crazy. And he was his argument, and, and I mean, he said that, and oftentimes in like U18s or, or younger. It's oftentimes uh, you you bring up your fullback to take a penalty in those cases because they have no idea what's going on and they're they're, they're all the way in the back and they have they they have no you know they're not in this in the in the heat of it. I don't know. To me, I, if you if you're the one who's fouled, I feel like you should at least get to either take it or decide you know yeah. to pass it. But I think okay, I think 
Rashford and Pogba, I mean, I'm bringing Arsenal to this, but Rashford and Pogba are not, you know, Lacazette and Aubameyang. Like, they're best friends. They'll give each other penalties. I yeah, mean, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, Rashford and, like, Pogba has seen, I mean, I, I don't know for sure, but, you know, Pogba apparently is a little toxic in the locker room. Yes. According to Ole. So, you know, I mean, this this isn't helping his case. And, of course, on Twitter, he's been, like, you know, racially abused. It's, it's, it's not been pretty at United. Yeah, right of course. Right. And I think I, I I don't know I think it's 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 an interesting situation because of course then Pogba goes on to miss or get the you know, penalty saved. Patricio yeah and Patricio makes a great Patricio save. made a huge save I mean yeah, yeah Patricio fantastic save, and not taking anything away from him and it's yeah and it's he made a great save and uh, got me five extra points in FBL. Um, <laughs> So I was I was happy about that, and I but it's I don't know if Rashford takes that penalty, does he convert it and win the game potentially? And I think that's I think where part some of the anger from United fans comes in, because it is a case of, you know, it's this kind of disagreement over who's taking the penalty, and then, you know, Pogba takes it because he's Paul Pogba and blows his chance now everybody will nitpick something when it well comes to yeah that, but i feel like but, united fans always want to find something wrong with their team just so they can yell at them about it <laughs> there always is something wrong with the united I, yeah i know yes, but, it, but i mean uh so let's let's take it to the wind could be blowing it, the wrong let's way take it to the next game when there's the next penalty do you let paul pogba take it no no uh so do you on the training ground have to establish a penalty taker I mean, yeah, yes. I, mean, I think they have to. It's got to be. I mean, Rashford. I mean, he he I mean, he looks all right. I mean, he needs to, you know, take penalties, keep up his confidence. You know, I think somebody somebody has to step it up. Yeah, because yeah. there's not a designated penalty taker on this team. Where sure. oftentimes there is. There are cases where somebody will take a penalty for whatever reason, but most teams have a designated penalty taker. That is, it's their job to take the penalty, and unless. There is a reason that somebody else wants to take the penalty or saying, I'm going to take this. That person is designated to take it. Sure. Um, and there did not seem to be that in this game. United's team, I mean, with, I mean, they seem to work well together, this game especially. But, like, you know, then you have moments like these and it just kind of takes that away a little bit. Um, and then, of course, we have the Ruben Neves goal. Oh my goodness! And it got checked Fantastic for VAR. My, my heart stopped when they were like checking that. <laughs> I don't for even VAR. know why they checked that. I mean, it was, they, I like, get it was offside. Possibly but, his yeah. foot was a little offside. Uh, Motinho's foot was offside. Sorry. Yeah. Overall, that was a beautiful goal. And, and you know, the rest of the we've game, been waiting for that from Ruben Neves for a bit now. Oh it's my been gosh. a little bit it since has, he scored one like know, that. But but I think but I and I think this is the difference between say Wolves and Chelsea. Wolves goes one nil down. Finds the resolve, dig, dig, digs deep, gets the goal, and sees off Manchester United with a draw. I will say, Wolves has the better midfield. Look at their oh, midfield. Oh, for sure. Ruben Neves, Joao Matinho, and Leander. Oh, absolutely. Leon Dendocker. I mean, Dendocker. I don't think anyone's going to tell you that this Wolves side isn't very, very good. This, this Wolves side is really good. <laughs> Honestly, the only thing they're missing is a they're star not, center back. And I mean, being able to hold... Manchester United, who demolished Chelsea last week 4 0 yeah. to a 1 1 draw, yes. is a fantastic result. And uh, imagine if, if Jimenez and Hota were both in their scoring. You know, prime. Yeah, yeah, and Jimenez and, and Hota are <laughs> yeah. not. They, they did, they did not look good. Not Jimenez, right again, 
looked terrible. And Ajota didn't turn any heads. No. However, I will... Okay. This performance, nobody expected it. Triori, uh, there's too many Trioris. I don't, I don't well, know. Well, they accidentally one. subbed him on, yeah, right? That was exactly. the thing. But tri- he looked like perfect. He, he just had, can't like, hit the, the net. Uh, yeah, that, that, that one shot <laughs> he had was I, I proof love of that. that much Traor- Traor. He's, he's great for he's great for crossing it in. Dude, he's so he's fast. so fast. He's so fast. And that, I think there was, he just cannot finish. It was one of my one of my favorite moments of last uh, of last season was when Adama Traore got the ball in Wolves versus Liverpool. And sprinted past Van Dyke, and huh. this was the only time that I think I've ever seen Van Dyke actually look like he was trying. Because um, Adama Traore runs up the wing, and Van Dyke sprints and catches up with him and makes a fantastic tackle to stop that. But Adama Traore is, is I think, one of the fastest players in the league. Yeah, not I mean, the fastest. Daniel I James. I think Daniel James actually beats him. But you know, Adama Traore after after he had like that one. Um, I don't know. They had this great attack where you know it ended up getting to Jota. Jota had like you know a great shot, but you know it wasn't it wasn't a good angle or something like that, and he just you know kind of flew it over the bar. You know he looked so confident after that, and that just kind of made his game. It set it set you know the tone for the second half. So you know the second half for Wolves were it was pretty good. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's now laughing at me because I've realized that my microphone has been backwards this whole podcast. <laughs> I'm just gonna spin that right around. He was giving it the, the weirdest look. He was, he was looking under the microphone. So on that note, now that the audio is fixed, um, we're gonna wrap this up. Thanks for listening. Uh, and uh, tune in next week for hopefully me having the microphone yeah. pointing the right way. Thank you. Hopefully, one more Daniel James dive next week so he can be booed, <laughs> by, he can be booed by another team. <laughs> <laughs>